0: Welcome to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I am your host, Tara Reinbolt, and it is my mission to help you take back control of your life, overcome burnout, and reclaim your happiness. Trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. I went from totally burned out human resources professional looking to find my purpose in life to finally kicking burnout to the curb and finding my God led mission. If you're ready to start living your best life today, like right now, literally this second, then you've come to the right place. Consider me your own personal business and life coach. Now let's get this party started and dive into today's episode. I hope that you're having an amazing day and an exceptional week. I am really excited to sit down and have this conversation with you because A, it's the first day within the week that I've actually had the full day to focus on all of the things meaning I get to relax, I get to work on my business, I get to also have this conversation with you via the podcast, I get to read my devotionals, I get to kind of do it all. And I'm really excited about that because this past week and really for the last month since we've had Christmas, we've had New Year's, we've had all of that jazz, my kids have basically been home for a whole month straight. And so, finally, having a free for all day of just, you know, throw it up in the air, do whatever <laughs> is really exciting. It feels really good. And you could probably tell there's just not a hint of stress in my voice because it is a good day, my friends. And what I'm going to talk to you about today kind of centers on that because. I just mentioned my kids have basically been home the entire month, and within this month, I have certainly made time each day or maybe every other day, depending on what it is that we're talking about, I have been able to make time to do things that are important to me, such as go for a run, such as meet up for coffee with a friend, right? So I have been able to do some of the things that really are important to me, but it's been, what, an hour here, an hour there, an hour and a half here, just depending on uh, the timing of the day. You know, are we getting too close to dinner that I can't run or run walk, if I'm being honest? (laughs) My five miles and I have to just keep it to three and hurry my butt up, right? So It just depends on the day, but I've been able to make the time that I need to fit those things in. I just haven't had a free-for-all day like today in a long time, my friends. But moral of the story is you can too, okay? And making that time is going to be such a difference in your life, I hear it all the time. I don't have enough time to do X. I can't do X, Y, and Z because I have to do this, I have to do that. Or the infamous, I will have enough time, I will have time when. And the fact of the matter is, when is far off? When is not a reality? I know a lot of people in my position that are working on their business or want to start a business, but they're staying at home with their kids, oftentimes feel like, oh, well, maybe it would be best if I were to just put my dreams on hold and I were to just wait until my kids are in school and then I'll have all the time in the world. And let me tell you, I know people that have had that excuse and then their kids get into school and then all of a sudden, they're involved in the PTA. They're volunteering at school, and oh, just kidding! I won't have enough time until I get out of these things. So it's always uh, a destination. I don't. I won't be able to get there unless X, Y, and Z happens, right? So moral of the story, they're never making it happen. And it all stems back to, not that they don't have enough time, but it stems back to the thought process or the mindset that I can't, I don't have the resources, it's not possible, right? This is just how it is. These are my responsibilities and there's no getting around it. So that is what's holding them back from making changes in their life to actually make time. I remember I had this same thought process before I got into coaching, and it was so heartbreaking to me because I truly felt like Oh my gosh, I don't have enough time to work out. I just had a baby. This was back when I had my first baby, Addison. And I thought, oh, well, I don't have enough time to work out. I don't even have enough time to go see my friends. Everything feels like a chore. And I feel like I don't have enough time. It's stressful. And then I finally. Hit my breaking point, and this was right after I was burned out. And I was still, of course, burned out and really kind of finding my way and recovering from burnout. And throughout the process, I realized that I was not being the best mother. There were times that I was not completely present, there were times when I was quick to anger with the people around me. And the reason why that was, was because I felt hopeless. I felt like I had no control over my life, you know, not even just my time, my life. I felt like I was stuck, right? I went from having a career that I loved, but ultimately I was completely burned out and I didn't have any more to give. I knew I wanted to have an amazing career that was in my blood. It was something that I really wanted, but at the same time, it was something that I was kind of shaming myself over because I put my career over my health, over my family, really over everything, and I felt terrible about it. So I was lost. I was like, it's impossible to have a good relationship with your family and have you know, an amazing career. That was my mindset. I just was at a point where I'm like, okay, apparently maybe I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom uh, for the next five years. And this is coming from a person that is an only child, never babysat, was never around kids. And I was totally burned out at the time, had no clue where my life was going. It was just, I was a mess. Okay. Okay. Let's just put it that way. I was probably worse than a mess, to be honest with you. And I hit my breaking point and I was like, wait a minute. I am not showing up in any area well. In fact, I'm beating myself up over not being the best mom, not being the best wife. I'm beating myself up over the fact that I feel like I just don't have any control. So finally... I sat down and was like, you know what? I do have control. I am going to figure this out. And that's when I sat down and I asked myself, what makes me happy? And when I first sat down, everything came to mind that I should be using as like what makes me happy. So again, as I just mentioned, I just got through with a career that I was c- quite literally obsessed with, and that in in a way fell through, and that didn't go my way, and it was just heartbreaking and devastating because I wanted to make it all work, and I couldn't. I felt like a failure. So here I am thinking, well, I can't have both worlds, so I can only have family, and I can only focus on... uh. X, Y, and Z. And then I finally realized that no, that was my inner critic telling me these are the things that you should focus on. And then also, I was hearing everyone else's shoulds of this is what you should focus on, Tara. You know, this is what is going to help you because, you know, whenever you're going through a hard time or just in general, you're always going to have those people in your life that are They think that they know best and that they can help you through it, right? And that's not necessarily the case. So I kept hearing what everyone else thought that I should be doing. And that's when I realized pretty quickly that when I sat down to identify what makes me happy, A, I realized I had no clue, and B, I realized that I was really living life by how I thought that I should uh, from, you know, everybody else. I was trying to live up to everybody else's standards. I realized that I had impossibly high standards for myself and that I just wasn't living up to any of it. So I really had to sit down and I had to think, well, what really makes me happy? And that meant not shutting off the pieces of myself that I thought that I should shut off. And what do I mean by that is I just came off of leaving my corporate job and staying at home with my newborn at the time, and I thought, I can't have a great career and have an amazing family. So I finally realized that those were shoulds. Those were what others expected out of me. And that's in a way what I expected out of myself. But also in my gut, I knew like that's not who I am. Part of what makes me happy is having that achievement, feeling like I'm making a difference in the world through my work. So it was at that point that I realized I can't shut off the pieces of me that I really need a part of my life in order to make me thrive in these other areas. That's when I realized that achievement for me, it meant so many things. It meant that I really wanted to be a great mom. I wanted to feel achievement in that area. I wanted to feel achievement You know, as a wife, I wanted my relationship with my husband to be thriving, to be good and not have resentment, right? And I also wanted to have a thriving, successful career, but I wanted it to look completely different than what it had when I was in corporate. I could not imagine it looking like that. It was one of those things that I decided when I left that I don't think I could ever go back to how things were working 70 hours a week not spending time with my family not making any time for anything else like that was just something that i couldn't do but i still needed that sense of achievement in the career aspect and it took a lot of guts but i sat down and i went through you know what makes me happy and that's when it started to make me realize, like, wait a minute, I need to put some parameters around my values, right? And, and then I need to actually create a schedule to incorporate those things into my life. You know, part of also what helps me be the best that I can be so that I can show up as a good friend, good mom, good wife so that I can show up as level-headed problem solver. I'm going to kick ass at my business. I need some me time. I need some time to rejuvenate. So I had to kind of ask myself, what does that mean for me? And what it meant is I need some time to maybe read a book or I need some time to go running. So th- some of these things these things are really important. I need time away where I can actually just decompress, right? I need time to journal. So I really identified what makes me happy. And essentially, what happened here is I really took the time to get to know myself and understand what it is it that I need in order to operate at my best. And then what I did is I broke it down into action items. I'm going to run this amount of times per week. I want to make sure that I have time to journal. I'm going to factor that into my schedule. So what I was doing is I had a clear understanding for what are my priorities, and then I put that into action by creating a schedule around it. And what started to happen is the more I focused on the things that made me happy, the things that were important to me and my priorities, I did start to show up better in really my top-notch self in all areas. And a few things happened here. A, I I went from feeling like helpless. I don't have the time to do anything, blah, 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 to having the full understanding for A, all it takes is having that understanding for what are my priorities and then B, creating a plan to put that into place and communicating that to the people that are needed to make that happen because I can't just go for a run three days a week while watching my kids. I could, but then I'd have to get a running stroller. And I don't want to do that because, again, the whole point of that priority for me is to have me time, where I can get in the zone. I can listen to my music, right? I can clear my head. It helps me with my mental health, right? So that would be negating the whole point of the reason why I wanted to run in the first place, right? So moral of the story is, if you want to make more time for yourself, you first have to understand that A, you have the ability to make changes to your life. You simply do. And you have the power to choose what you spend your time on and what you do not. Here's often where I get pushback and people say, well, that's not true, Tara, because, you know, I have kids, you know, they have to go this practice and that game and they're in extracurriculars and I have this and I have that. But the reality is you certainly do have the ability to make changes to your life, to incorporate the things that are important. But number one, you have to have that understanding for the fact that you do have the ability to make those changes. And and what that means, though, is that you're going to have to identify what is worth changing and what's not. Because I oftentimes hear, well, I really don't. Like I just mentioned, I really don't have that ability. Well, you do, but if you do make that change, here's what it's going to cost you, right? Maybe you're not going to make as much money because you're not going to work that second job. You have to weigh the pros and the cons. So yes, you still have the ability to make changes, to make time in your life, but you may have to sacrifice some things in order to gain that time back. And then another thing, too, is that in order to sometimes make that plan a reality, you do need help. And life has definitely meant for us to not be lived alone. God put us here on Earth not to live as individuals, but to live as a community. And part of that is having the understanding to ask for help when you need it, right? Because I stay at home with my kids, I have to ask people for help. I have to ask my in-laws sometimes. I have to ask my husband. I have to ask my parents, right? If I want to go do things that seem so basic uh, for, you know, especially before you had, I had kids, it was just easy. You know, you go to work and then you can actually make time for other things. But the funny thing was, is when I was working like a crazy person, um, I didn't make time for anything (laughs) other than work. And that was the time when I had, all the time in the world. But in my mind, I didn't because, oh my gosh, if I don't get this one project done, the whole world is going to fall apart. And that simply is not true. So it all starts with having the mindset that you do have the ability to make the decision. I remember when I was in corporate before I ever got into coaching, my husband is like the master at time management. And it would always boggle his mind that I was able to be so effective in helping everyone else manage their time effectively, you know, restructure departments and processes and systems within those departments or within that Particular job in order to help people be more effective, efficient, and things to run smoother and ultimately gain your time back, right? But yet here I am unable to manage my own time better because I, at the time, I thought that if I don't do these thousand things that are on my plate, then it's the end of the world and it's going to fall through. And the reality is he had it right the whole time. My husband had it right the whole time, which was you don't need to do all of those things, Tara. The answer is simple. You don't need to. You don't have to. And he is 100% right. And that is the secret to why he's always been able to manage his time. The second secret why he's always been able to manage his time is because he lived his life by his priorities. They were clear. It wasn't just this, I don't know. This is one thing that I ask people when they're burned out all the time. What are your hobbies? What do you like to do? Right? And what do you do for fun? Those type of questions. And oftentimes, I get a blank stare. And the responses that I get from my burned out clients is, well, where's the time? I don't even remember the last time that I had a hobby. Maybe seven years ago, I liked to run or I liked to go to the gym and that was kind of a thing. I used to, you know, do this sport and that was kind of a thing. Uh, but it's been so long because who has time for things like that? And the, the reality is, is that you do have time for those things, but your mindset is you think that you don't. That's not a priority. And that is where it becomes critical to really identify what are your priorities. And the reason why I ask it in a different way in my exercise, and I think it's episode 19 that I went over how to live a happier life. Ultimately, it's to identify what are your values, which aka are your priorities. Ultimately, ask yourself, what is it that makes you happy? What makes you thrive? What is important to you for you to live a happy and content life? Get down to the basics. The more clear you are, on what your priorities are the easier it is to make decisions if you were to go look up um, my time management app that i have clickup the title of my values tab is values equals decisions and what that simply means is i know my values and if things come up that are sudden or out of left field, or maybe an opportunity were to come up for my business or my personal life, and that seems so much fun, it's important for me to know, you know, as far as my time goes, do I have, it? Is it in line with my values? Is is it in line with having that me time? Is it in line with having that financial security? Is it in line with me, you know, achieving in the areas that I want to? Is it in line with, gosh, there's there's another value that I have that I can't think of. But moral of the story, is it in line with those values? And if the answer is no, then it's simple. Don't do it. Don't spend your time on it. And it's very easy once you identify your values, once you identify your priorities, what makes you happy, whatever you want to call it, however you want to think of it so that you can identify what makes you happy, not what you should be doing, not what everybody else thinks you should be doing, not what everybody else wants you to be doing, but what truly helps you. It truly makes you happy, right? Once you identify that, then you're able to have the understanding for, yes, this makes sense for me. No, this doesn't make sense. And it's so much easier to say, no, no, that is not going to work for me. Okay. So the clearer you are and what those are, the easier it is to look at your schedule and say, yes, let's keep this. No, let's not keep this. Or, you know, maybe I can delegate this to someone within the family that it makes more sense for them uh, to do because, A, maybe they like it and I freaking hate it, right? Something as simple as, I typically clean the house all day on Saturday and I don't have any time for myself. Well, maybe it's time for you to delegate that. Maybe it's time for you to ask yourself the question of instead of, oh, I can't, uh, I have to do that because no one else will. Well, let's think about what other options are there. Do you have someone that you live with, can they potentially split the responsibilities? Can they do some of it? Or is it just you? Okay. Well, is your a free, completely free for all Saturday? Like I have a free for all today. Is it worth, you know, 50 bucks? And if it is, then have someone else do it for you. Hire out what it is that you don't want to do. There are options, my friends, Or, you know, maybe the solution is you do one thing a day, you know, Monday through Friday. So by the time you get to Saturday, everything is cleaned and you feel like, oh, now I have the time to sit and relax because you've done it throughout the week. So there are more than one way to skin a cat, my friends. And it's time to change your mindset from, I can't, I don't have enough time, to, you know, how can we make this work? How can I make this work for myself? Because once you, you know, A, change your mindset, you're going to start seeing all the things that really don't matter. It's going to be so much easier for you to be like, that does not make sense for my life anymore. And that's when, you know, it comes into play of knowing what your values are. And then it's going to be so much easier once you're crystal clear to start making those decisions and having that mindset of how can I make this work, right? And once you start getting into the habit of incorporating these things that are your priorities that make you happy, a few things that are going to happen, you're going to start showing up in the areas of your life that you weren't necessarily happy with, much better. So that inner critic of, oh, you didn't really do well at your job today. You didn't get it all done. You know, here we go again, Tara. Like that inner critic is going to be squashed because guess what? You have been able to manage your time better. You've been able to get rid of the fluff, get rid of the busyness that doesn't make sense, right? You're going to be able to show up in the other areas of your life, like being, you know, your friendships, your relationships, right? And ultimately that inner critic of, you're just so terrible. You don't call anyone back. You don't text anyone back. You know, you know, give your undivided attention. That inner critic is going to go away and you're going to find yourself much happier, much more content. And ultimately, it is going to help you fire on all cylinders. It's going to help you approach situations with a can-do attitude And ultimately get through it versus having the attitude and the mindset of, oh, this is so difficult. I can't, right? So the result is you're going to manage your time better. And it all starts with changing your mindset to, I have a choice. I have the ability to choose what I spend my time on. So take away this victim mentality that I can't, I don't have the time. No, that is bullshit. You do have the ability. 100% you have the ability to make some changes. Okay? And then the second step is identifying what your values are. I remember when I was in corporate, it was super... I, I sat down and did the values exercise many times because, heck, I'm in HR. It's definitely a leadership activity that's done quite frequently as well. And again, I honestly did not see the point of it. I was like, okay, my values should be this, should be that. And I didn't really sit down and get really granular with it. And it wasn't until Like I said, I had that breaking point where I realized that instead of having that mindset that I can't, I realized that I need to make changes. I need to make time for certain things in my life. Like it's a necessity, or else, you know, my life is going to continue to fall apart. It's a necessity for me uh, to operate. Just point blank. Once I started viewing it from that perspective, and I realized, well, wait a minute, instead of viewing it as my values, I had to ask myself the question of what makes me happy. I had to come at it from a totally different angle versus the, well, my values are X, Y, and Z, you know, because thinking of it in terms of what are my values, it really didn't sink in. I had to get totally granular with how like I really need to see like what makes me happy. What, What do I need in order to operate? What do I need in order to thrive? Like once I started asking myself those questions, I started to also see all of the things that were holding me back in my mindset, as I mentioned, the shoulds of others, the shoulds of myself the shoulds of society, everything started to show itself and I realized, well, none of this is what I want. None of this is what makes me happy. I know that it should, quote unquote, but it really doesn't. And that's when I had to dig really deep. And it was mind-blowing because I didn't realize all of the shoulds I was carrying in my life. I didn't realize the high expectations that I had on myself because I thought that it was the right thing to do. I didn't realize that I had all of these expectations on myself for the wrong reasons, right? Like, oh, I just want to make a lot of money. Well, I realize that doesn't make me happy in any way, shape, or form. Money doesn't make me happy. One of my values is actually, um, what is it? Stability, I think it is. I don't even know offhand. But moral of the story is, I need to feel. Oh, it's security. That security, and one thing that it's not that it necessarily makes me happy, but it definitely keeps me at peace and keeps me content. Aka, I'm not stressing. Is having financial security, and it makes it's important for me to do certain things with my money, like tithe or to save. These are some of the things that have always been really important to me. But also, feeling like I'm not stressed with money. That's really important to me, and not because I am greedy, <laughs> but because. Uh, it helps me be at peace, right? It helps me focus on the other things that really matter to me, right? It just helps me show up and be 100% present versus in my head stressing out about things that I may or may not be able to control. And when I was younger, when I was getting into the habit of, you know, working a lot and chasing that promotion and you know, that next job that paid more, ultimately, I thought the more money I made, you know, the easier things would be for my life, right? And that wasn't the case. So I kind of had to learn that the hard way. But ultimately, when I sat down and I did this exercise, it really made me realize that I had some ideas of how I should be living my life, how I how I should achieve those those things that I want for my life. And the reality is is I was coming at it from the wrong angle. You know, I was coming at it maybe from the wrong reasons. And when I sat down and I really looked at it, I realized like wow, you know, of course I was burning myself out over this because of X, Y, and Z. I had to prove myself to everyone else. And that's just part of how I viewed human resources. We are uh, everyone's department that people go to for advice and for help to improve their departments, help improve their employees' performance. And gosh, the list goes on. And ultimately, I've always viewed HR as the person that should be trusted from all angles, from executives, from entry level all the way up until management, right? So I always viewed it that way. So proving that I was trustworthy was always something that I thought just came with the job description. And because of that, I was a yes person. Yes, 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 yes. And of course, because I was a yes person, that meant that I was taking time away from the things that really mattered. And because of that, The longer I got into that cycle of being busy, 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 several things happened. I lost my creativity. I lost my ability to strategically think and make that impact. Um, I was stressed out all the time. I was fatigued all the time. What else? Oh, it caused hardship on my relationships and my personal life. So the further... I busied myself with everything that I thought that I quote unquote should be doing to be doing a good job in my professional career. You know, the more it muddied the waters for my personal life. Like I thought that, oh, well, those are just extras, right? I don't have time for the things that are important in my personal life. But what I realize now. That's part of what makes you thrive in your professional setting, is making sure that you're focusing on the things that help you show up as your best. But the more I busied myself, the further my priorities went, right? Like, I didn't know what my priorities were. That question of what makes you happy, the question of you know, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do for fun? It was a joke to me. Like, yeah, right. I don't have time for those things, right? That's hilarious. Who does? Not me, not anyone I know, because that's another thing in that busy corporate culture. You look around and everyone's kind of in the same boat. Everyone's super busy. But like I said, I didn't know what my priorities were, had no clue. So of course, I'm running around aimlessly having no idea how to manage my time because I didn't know what the heck was important and what wasn't. It was impossible to make decisions because if everything's important, then nothing's important because you're not going to get it all done, my friends. It's just... That's just the way that it works. The law of diminishing returns. The more you add to your plate and the more you give overall, you're slowly going to diminish your ability. You're going to run out of time. There's only so many hours in a day. And time is something you can't get back. Never in a million years when you get to your deathbed are you going to think, I wish I would have worked more. Or is your tombstone going to read Forbes Top 500 Executive of the Year or whatever, right? Whatever accolades, whatever uh, awards that you're going for or whatever revenue goal that you're going for. Do you really think you're going to put billionaire? You know, I was a billionaire. No, no one cares. And that's not going to matter at the end. And that's what it comes down to is start understanding what's important and start focusing your time there and you're going to see the benefits help you to manage your time better to help you make decisions and ultimately to show up your best so that you can hit those goals and not only that like it's so important if you want to achieve any goal, right? Whether it be, oh, I want to get promoted or I want to hit a revenue goal or I want to be successful in my business. In order for that to actually happen, you have to have the creativity. You have to have the problem solving capability. You have to have the strategic thinking. And if you don't have those things, then you're going to fail, my friends. And the busier you are, the more that that is going to decline. You're not going to give yourself any time to creatively think. Why? Because you're going to be so stressed out about all the things that you have to do, not enough time to do it in. So that's why it's important to declutter your life, my friends, and fill it with life-giving activities that help propel you in the right direction. Another piece of the puzzle that I want to talk about is this mindset that your personal life is completely separate from your career. That's another mindset trap that I can say that I honestly fell into. And I think a lot of it had to do with the way that I grew up. My mom was in human resources and then I went into human resources. And it was always very much work is separate from your personal life. And what would happen throughout my career continuously is I would never, ever factor in my personal life. And because of that, what would happen is things would cross over into my work life. Like, oh, well, the cat's sick. You got to take the cat to the vet. Well, I don't have enough time. I'm working. You're going to have to do that, right? So things like that would happen or I would totally forget about things. I remember one time at the height of my burnout, I believe, I was working a million hours Monday through Saturday And I was supposed to go to a Michigan game with my friends. And it was kind of a big deal. We were all looking forward to it. It was like a big to do with my group of friends. And I remember last minute, the day before, saying, I can't go. I have to work. I just got too many things to do. And the reality is, yeah in my mind, I did, but that's not the reality. I had the choice. I had the ability to not work. I had the ability to go follow through on something that was really important to me, but it didn't show that it was important because I' never gave it the time. but of course, that really upset my friends that you know had the season tickets, like okay like, thanks for last minute ditching me, that left a sour taste in her mouth. And it's something that I'll never forget because I put work over my friendships and it costs me to a certain degree. And it's something I've always felt really terrible about. But I can, can't tell you how many times I did that. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because your personal life kind of bleeds into your work life. And the more you just start looking at life as life instead of compartmentalizing work life, personal life, the more you start looking at it as a whole, then you're going to be able to really have that understanding for what are your priorities? I'm not talking about your work priorities. I'm not talking about your personal life priorities. I'm talking about it all. I mentioned that one of the pieces that is a part of who I am, what makes me tick and what's really important to me is that sense of achievement in all areas of my life, and one of them is being feeling like I'm being successful and making a difference and an impact and in my work, right? In my career. So, therefore, that's part of it, but my family is also a part of that equation, right? So, don't suppress, you know, one side, your personal life in order to be successful in your work life because that's going to be the difference maker. Once you look at it from a whole and you start scheduling things that are important to you overall in your work life and in your personal life, that's going to be when life starts to get easier. Decisions are easier to make a yes or a no and things aren't going to slowly pop up into your work life that are your personal life and be like, hey, oops, you forgot about this. Your, your kids have a soccer game on Monday and you have you know, to fly out to a client that weekend. No, like those are going to be things and setbacks that are going to cause issues in your personal life and your work life. And in order for you to be successful and for it to be seamless and for you to manage your time effectively, look at life as life. Do not compartmentalize them. That's another tip that really. I think is important to talk about. Our executive leadership coach that I had on um, to talk about time management talked about that, right? It's important to know what your priorities are in all areas of your life, not just one or the other, right? Look at it from a holistic point of view. Life is life. It's not compartmentalized. Also, make time to sharpen your saw. Make time To make sure that you're being refreshed, you're being re energized, because oftentimes we talked about this in some of the episodes about reaching our goals. We do not necessarily leave a whole lot of margin for anything unexpected to come up or extra time in reaching our goals, because we are automatically thinking, okay, I have a plan if I execute it, it will happen within this time frame. But the reality is, is if you're feeling exhausted, you're feeling drained, you just so happen to get sick or something to that degree, or if you're so busy, your ability to creatively think, to strategically think, right, to problem solve, if that diminishes, then you, you're adding time to the clock to meet those goals. So I wouldn't think of, you know, making time to refuel and to re-energize and to focus on the things that really help you do that. That's not something extra. Think of it as it's one of the key ingredients that's going to help keep you and your mind in tip top shape, too, right? And another thing is, is when we're super busy when we don't have our time under control, it oftentimes leads to making stupid decisions. It oftentimes adding, it leads to adding more to our plate when we can't even complete the things that are already on our plate. So let alone you add a few more things to it. I mean, clearly, it's not going to end well, my friends. So I'm talking about time management here, and I could dive into all of the tactical pieces, but I have chosen not to due to the fact that ultimately the number one way to effectively manage your time is to number one, understand that you have the ability to make decisions and choices for what you spend your time on. You are not a victim. You have the ability to say yes. You have the ability to say no. Also, it might cost you to make some changes and it might cause you to have to sacrifice some things, but you still have the ability. So that's the number one best thing that you can do for yourself before you dive into any tactics. Number two, know and get crystal clear what you need to be spending your time on and have a very clear understanding for that because that is going to help you make decisions. It's going to help you declutter. And that's like the third thing I would have to say is you definitely look at life from a life perspective, not compartmentalizing it into Personal life into work, right? Look at it from a holistic viewpoint. And then ultimately, that's going to help you declutter your life. Simplify your life, my friends. Get rid of the things that no longer serve you. Stop doing the things that no longer make sense or are going to help you reach your goals or are a priority. Get rid of them. Delegate it. Remove it completely. Hire it out. Do whatever it is that you have to do. But simplify your life so that you can just get better at life in general so that you can be that unstoppable person that I know you are and have the ability to be. Okay, so I preached a lot today. And (laughs) I apologize for that. But ultimately, I really hope that this was helpful in helping you manage your time better. Maybe in upcoming episodes, I'll dive into the tactics. Because as I've mentioned, I am an expert when it comes to the tactics. I have it down to a science as far as what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. But in my opinion, it's all worthless unless you have that first piece down, which is taking ownership of your time, having that mindset that you have the ability uh, to run your schedule how you want to, not that you're a victim to your schedule. That's number one, right? And knowing what you're focusing your time on. That's key before you can focus on anything else. Because if you're still a victim to having to do what everyone else says that you should be doing, or you're still a victim to your responsibilities, your obligations, and things like that, and you have the mindset that it's not possible, then it's not going to be possible. And these tactics and processes and systems that we can put into place, they're worthless because they're not going to help gain you any time because there's nothing that you can do with these systems that are going to help you eliminate. The goal is to simplify your life, right? Focus on what truly matters, my friends, and processes, systems, and things of that nature. It doesn't give you the decision-making skills to say, yes, this makes sense for me. No, this doesn't, right? So our goal, first and foremost, is to simplify, declutter, get rid of the things that don't matter. And that's the key before putting any tactical time management pieces into place. So I'm going to leave you with this. Next week, we are going to really get into the nitty gritty as to how do you change your mindset from an I can't to I can to everything is figure outable. I have control over my life. My life and the people around me are not dictating what I do. I dictate what I do. How do you switch from the I can't to I can mindset? Because That is really the foundation for you to be able to complete the other two steps that we talked about, which is identifying what priorities make sense for you in your life, right? Like having that crystal clear understanding is going to not be helpful unless you are able to actually implement them unless you're able to actually look at your schedule and simplify it because you have the belief that, yes, I can figure this thing out. I'm not controlled by what everyone else says that I should be doing. I'm not controlled by all of these factors. I have control. So that's going to be the biggest factor that is going to help you ultimately change your life and to live a different life, one where you're happy, one where your goals are super obtainable because you have this mindset that anything's possible and that you can figure it out. You can figure out anything, right? That is what we're going to talk about next week because we really need to identify how do we switch that mindset? That's going to be the key. And that is going to be the number one essential foundation for you to start managing your time better, you know, to reach your goals, all of the above, my friends. So that's what we'll focus on next week. All right. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I hope that you found value in today's episode, and I pray that you will make the commitment to take back control of your life and that God will give you the courage to move forward to live the life that you were meant to live. If this episode at all inspired you, please do me a huge favor and subscribe to the Burnout to Bless podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and leave me a review. By subscribing, you'll be the first to be notified when new episodes air, and by leaving a review, you'll help this podcast get noticed and hopefully change someone's life. If you're ready to take the next step to overcome burnout and live the life of your dreams, email me at coachinginfo at burnout, B-U-R-N-O-U-T, the number two, blessed.com. Again, that's coaching info at burnout2bless.com to learn more about my customized coaching programs. Now, remember, Rome was not built in a day. All you need to do is take it one step at a time, my friends, and I promise you, you will get to your destination. Until next time.